And welcome back to the Engage 8 podcast. A little bit of a different setup here today, trying out something new, and we're going to continue to rock with it because, you know, that's what we just do around here. We're looking to make improvements each episode and, you know, continue to not only make your knowledge better about college football and our opinions, but also we're trying to give a better visual display and we're trying to just make every episode better for you. Man, it looks so much better. I hope you guys can appreciate this as much as we are. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, uh, I was looking around what I was just messing around with it earlier. Cause like we, me and Robbie talked about this and we we're like, we need to try out Streamyard. And, you know, me and Robbie are both, you know, we have lives. So we're like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it this week. Oh, no, we'll, we'll oh, try it next. Yeah, yeah. But no. And then, uh, I mean, I was on a, uh, I'm calling a game for uh, a local team for our local radio station, 93.5 WHMI. If you are in the local Metro Detroit area, make sure you take a listen. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be next, next to the Squatch. My, I think my I think I need to make my name Noah's Ark. Shout out Dan Leach. He's, Shout he's out Dan awesome. Leach for real. He's an awesome guy. Yeah, bro. It's gonna be a crazy week for both of us. I'm going <laughs> up to TC to cover a high school football game and then covering a pre We're technically seven won the ticket. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State. Dude, it's we're... a bit yeah, and I'm also doing a wiffle ball game tomorrow, too. Yeah, bro. Like, so, we're, I mean, we're grinding, man. Dude, this I'll is... make sure we'll make sure to be uh promoting a bunch of stuff. That, uh, we both do and uh we're gonna try to look for more promotions for our brand as well because this is something that like i f- that i think me and robbie both feel yeah. like we can take off and we, make we this got thing. the content man we got the personalities we got the content we we know people now yeah so I mean, all, limit, man. yeah and we're and we're upgrading look at this i mean yeah this is already better Sorry, better. All right, let's uh let's jump straight into the uh, college football business of everything. Washington, Oregon. The result from Saturday, game of the week, might be game of the year up there with the Red River Showdown. Yeah, this is a lot of people are criticizing Dan Dan Lanning on Twitter and all social media pro- platforms. Every talking heads. I think honestly, like I don't regret or if i were him i wouldn't regret the decisions that i made you made those decisions because that's just how your team has been all year even with you not playing you know a level of a team of washington's caliber which you might get be able to face them again if you complete your schedule throughout the pac-12 which they could it's it's definitely harder than their first half of their schedule but it's possible they are still a really good football team and put a lot on display for everyone to see and I really, I like, I think Washington's just, you know, we've said it all season, man. We think that they're a really good team. You have that stinker against Arizona, but Arizona is looking like a top 10 team right now, the way they've been playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you look at that Washington state result and you're like, oh, and we'll get in, we'll get into uh, the Fafita yeah. hype later. He he yeah. might be the engage a player uh, that we talk about, but no, seriously, like, both these quarterbacks played really good. I think Bo Nix, like he's he played to the highest level that he could, and he played he, to the highest level he's played on the road in yeah. his entire career. Well, not just that. I don't personally like my assessment of Bo Nix is I've never really thought he's been that good of the quarterback. And even when he was getting Heisman and draft type, I'm like, yeah, he's probably gonna raise your floor, but what ceiling do you get with the quarterback of his caliber? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could. This team's really good at the skilled with uh, James Irving and Franklin being all studs, and you know he's still like 
there's a there's a curl route I think like in the red zone I remember he just threw it at his ankles and like he's just not the quarterback that I mean at home he'll make clutch plays but in the big moments against yeah. these bigger teams and even neutral sites like he's just it's been the tell story of his career he really, yeah he, he's, he's won a, some big games at Auburn and did he I beat Alabama did he beat Alabama no he took him to like literally it was a 14 to 7 game with yes. Alabama who, who did he beat though he he beat Georgia like it, no, freshman year it might have it, it might have been like you're Something, looking like he beat someone huge and everyone it was his freshman year it was that year yeah that but i mean he, like, he, oh. if you look at him like at his career at auburn which auburn i think would be so much better with him because they are a struggle bus right now they had one good game against georgia that yep. they gave everything and they've just been disappointing every other game other season i mean it's it's whatever i mean <laughs> auburn's not really a relevant topic to be talking about but no i no. think honestly that there's there's levels bo Nix is good michael Penix is elite and i think yeah, they're like s tier of s tier yeah like i think bo Nix, he's a b to a tier good college quarterback michael Penix is going to be a first and round pick bo, bo Nix is a result he's a product of his experience nobody right. has the experience he has he's literally played every year that he's been in college it was he's not, he's it, never he's, sat. that was his 54th start of his career like, yeah like dude, he's a no like and he's a good quarterback he knows what to do in game situations right. it's just sometimes his talent cannot execute it right. to the so it's, it's almost like it's expected like hey yeah like you have this entire offense set up for you like literally they set him up perfectly Oh, and let's put on to the fact that you've had six years of experience. You should be dominating college football. Yeah. And he's not, but he's and doing it. He's I mean, hanging. Washington lost like one of their very key starters on defense in that game too. Uh, Tuba Fatui, who's been really solid for his career at Washington as mm-hmm. well. And he goes mm-hmm. down in that game. That's the corner, right? No, he is a. Uh, oh, no, but they is, did lose a corner too. Yeah, they lost. A, yeah, yeah. I, I think they. There were so many it. injuries, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was an injury-riddled weekend. So, <laughs> for both and, sports, for both yeah. pro and yeah. Uh, but no, like I just think Washington has more firepower on offense, and they they're. I think their defense showed that they're a lot better. I mean, I talked about Washington, you know. Over the summer, late summer, like a couple weeks before the season even started, and like I was genuinely impressed by like how pretty. Like, I don't think they're an elite defense, but I think they got the players. Mm-hmm. They got players that can get it done, and yeah. I think they play a collectively enough to where they can do some things. They uh they didn't generate any turnovers, but they they played on a down to down basis and they played mm-hmm. clutch they played clutch defense like you, Dan Lanning's making those calls you you're relying on your players if you're the Washington staff to m- come up and make those plays for you and that's what they did and they got yeah, it done absolutely dude Washington is this team the only question mark i have at this point in the season it does come defensively because now we look at this team and we're like okay this team's going to the playoffs Right, they have. They are going to survive. That we saw USC is so exposed. Caleb Williams is human. Like, right, and I'm going to survive. Right? The only team that like honestly scares me is Oregon State because yes. when they want to yes. play at a very high level, they do, and They're they so- only. Like, so good. like that game against UCLA, phenomenal. Like, oh yeah, one dude. of the best classics. One of the- it's a like, that's a Pac-12 classic, man. Yeah. 
And so, but, keep going. But no, uh, just to finish up my like thoughts on this game, like I do believe these are the two best teams in the Pac-12. That, Absolutely. That, like they, it literally came down to a missed field goal by Oregon special teams, and right that that's the name of the game, man. Like right, it was a very good battle on the field, very good by both coaching staffs, yeah. and like neither one of yeah. these teams deserved to go and, any lower than the ranking they were. Yeah, and seeing. Oregon only dropped what one spot in the AP yeah. poll and you kind of you had to because there's undefeated teams right which yeah is, and that's literally it whatever. like that whatever like they're going to be in the college football playoff rank rankings when they come out and we'll do we'll probably do reaction shows to the college football playoff rankings because yeah. we're both gonna watch and be like oh what the hell is the committee doing <laughs> <laughs> and then come on here and uh and it'll be it, it won't be our it won't be our hour-long episodes guys don't no, worry no, no, don't worry <laughs> um but, no. but yeah man these are the two best teams in the pac 12 that is said perfectly and you hit on everything i wanted to touch on plus i mean i might just add because we can't talk about this enough Penix. If there was any doubt if this kid could perform on the big stage, man, like shut up. Please. Yeah, please. Him and like, Odunze are here to literally win a ring. Like, it's not about a Pac-12 championship anymore. These kids look determined yeah, to win a natty. And like Adunze, like if he keeps playing at the level he is, sorry, Marvin Harrison. Sorry, Keon Dude, Coleman. Sorry, yes. Luther Burden. Yes. Sorry to every single other receiver that's gonna be like, this kid's coming for the blanket off. Yeah, like seriously. Like it, it's it's unbelievable. But so, like I was saying, my struggle comes defensively. And in terms of def- defensively, the Pac 12 plays a very pass heavy style of offense. All yeah. of them do. When you face a team, I fully expect this team to probably, if they get in, be a four seed. I would, I would I mean, assume. It, it, maybe- it, it depends. Like it de- obviously it depends how the other field plays. But like, they- either way, if they're a three seed, and we'll get into you know who we think because I think what just happened, what just transpired in terms of injury report could change the one and two seed. Right. However, they come in as a three seed. I I, I see this team playing Michigan. Let's just put it that way. I think this team somehow is going to run into Michigan. And the thing about Michigan is, is they beat you so differently. And can their defense sustain the the boxing match? This isn't right. a freaking. UFC fight. This yeah, is a this boxing is, match. This you got to go, gotta go like, twenty rounds with this team. Right. Yeah. Like. Like this game, like you're trying to throw that not like both these teams are trying to throw knockout punch after knockout punch. And right. Michigan, like they're playing the long game and exactly they're playing, and they're the, trying their, to be a- their exact strategy. I mean, I'm obviously not a coach on the staff, but you look at a team in an offense like Washington, and you're like, you know how you win this game? Not only do you demoralize them with the power of your defense, but you just keep Michael Penix off the field by possession, winning the possession match. Yes, that does put the pressure. You, you have to convert and score on every drive almost. But if you can keep that guy off and limit him to maybe 20% less possessions or 30% less possessions, that's how you beat a team like this. Can their defense sustain that? Can their defense come up with the timely stops? I'm not saying that it's that they can't. I just – that's my concern when we yeah, talk about no, this. Yeah, no, and that's definitely – I mean, you – and you won't know the answer to that question until the opportunity arises. But I think like, I mean, they like Bucky Irving did what he needed to do in that game, but like they never allowed like really any explosives in the running game, which I was very surprised. Like, I think, like I said, I think this defense has some dudes and I think collectively that like, they're going to be, they're going to be fine. Like, I I mean, we're talking about this team in the playoff now. 
Like this is I mean this we were level we, we're at. No, no. We we were talking about it before, but now oh, yeah, absolutely now it's the general real. media. Okay. Like exactly. no, seriously, like every team every you know, every all the media put people, you know. Oh, Caleb Williams, is he gonna win the Heisman? You know, he's not even he's not he might not even make it to New York. I, I don't I wouldn't put him there. Like USC's that no, they, they, they enter the hard part of their schedule, man. Like they seriously do not have like and you look at his performance last week against Arizona, the dude couldn't throw the ball through the air. And, and now he now he's not only not throwing the ball through the air, he's throw, he's turning the ball over. Yeah, he's like, giving the he's putting the pressure on the worst part of the yeah, team. Yeah, and USC's defense didn't even play bad. They literally like we'll get yeah. we'll get into this game, but actually, you know what? Let's just get into it right now. Yeah, what? Go. Okay, so Notre Dame USC forty eight to twenty victory for Notre Dame. This game was literally Caleb Williams and the offensive staff and every player on offense's fault. They can't block. Caleb also freaking wants to hold the ball too quick. And, you know, he's Dude. like, he, he, I have such an interesting question to bring up and point okay. to bring up, but I keep finish your thoughts. Cause it's no, my it. thing is, is that this isn't going to really affect him at this level. Cause he, he might not just play the rest of the, year. like if they, if they go like nine, yeah, if they're out of playoff contention, out of yeah, like he, contention, yeah, sit yeah. down and just like, if they lose ball. another game, like if they lose like a game or two in conference and which is very possible with how they've been playing lately, like yeah. let's pull up their schedule real quick. They play, I'm trying to get to it, but no, like seriously, he has not like, performed to the level that he played at last year they have utah which utah is gonna freaking absolutely beat the brakes off that offensive line and caleb williams is not gonna be able to hold the ball and who knows maybe cam rising comes back uh they'll play cal cal they should beat. but like if they lose to utah and lose to washington he's not gonna want to get hurt against oregon or ucla like no. Yeah, and they're not going to be playing in a Pac-12 championship, and they're going to be playing in the freaking Cheez It Bowl or whatever freaking garbage. Yeah, dude, he's you not. Know? He, first of all, he's not playing in that. And second of all, it's just like, dude. Well, yeah. After yeah. a performance like that, go to the NFL. Just go. Your draft. Stock well, my is, question is, is when, when he gets to that level, like we every single Caleb Williams clip had or highlight has been him dancing around, moving around, making some incredible off-platform yeah. throw, and. I mean, you, this he's very comparable to Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's been his comparison, you know, yeah, all throughout. He's the, he's the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like, but once again. You have not seen him play in a quick, like, this is, like, Bo Nix, he could be a starter in the NFL, and he could be someone of Kirk Cousins' caliber because of the, you know, high football IQ, able to make quick, instinctive yeah. decisions. I have never it's, seen I've never seen Caleb Williams make an instinctive decision. No. Like and it's ever. and it's interesting that you bring that up because in my opinion and the way I look at it, I'm like, dude, honestly, yeah, sure. Like Patrick Mahomes, what he's doing is generational. What and what Josh Allen is doing is slightly generational. But those guys they're are all figured out. They, yeah. Like, look at the seasons they're having. I'm sorry, dude. They're not playing good. Yeah. Because eventually you figure this well, out. Long oh, time to come in the league. Patrick Dude, Mahomes doesn't how, have any. I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't have any receivers. Like I don't think. It's yeah, like, but he's also not Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes. no, he's not playing at the level that he's like, been. Dude, at. Patrick Mahomes is. We're talking a guy who's literally winning Super Bowls. Caleb Williams is yet to play in the biggest stage. Granted, yes, Patrick Mahomes did not. But look at every big stage he won on. When has yeah. Caleb Williams won a big football game? 
And I'll get yeah. into that point. And that's what's going to lead into this point. But bar, all this thrown aside, he is, yes, he's not instinctive. And I think he's a little immature. Not immature in terms of his, like, attitude, but just right. not matured enough, which is why I think he should take his fourth year if, you know, he doesn't blow – this season doesn't blow up because – you, there's still things to prove, man. The NFL is full of guys that are all equally as talented as every, like no, take the best defensive player he's ever played in his three year career, dude, and times it by a million. And that's the, that's the defense he's, he's going to face every single week. Well, and man. it's also just like, I mean, you look at any single level of football, like it's always going to be a different pace, right? Different and pace. This is the worst receiving core he's ever had. And he's playing his worst season. Is there, there's that out there. Like you've been playing with NFL receivers your entire career, Jordan Addison, uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, didn't he play? He played with. Uh, he didn't play with CD, did he? No. No, he didn't play with CD. But it do, it still shouldn't matter. Like he's still gonna be playing with pro receivers. Like Mario Williams is going to Mario be an NFL. Williams, yeah, yeah. Mario Williams is going to be an NFL player. Brendan Rice should be an NFL player, and Zachariah yeah. Branch is going to be. be yeah. yeah, so it's not like he's playing with, like, crappy talent. No, and no, he's no, got, no, no, no. And he's just, got a really good running back, too, in Marshawn Lloyd. 100%. I'm just saying that, like, you put slightly lesser talent, not as developed talent. Let's put it that way. Those kids yeah. are all going to develop into great things, but they're just yeah. not as developed. And you're seeing flaws. But the point I want to get to is when – so the blame has always been, right, the defensive coordinators for the – for Lincoln Riley's football teams have all been the reason why, hey, we can't win the playoff game. Bob, when does it become Lincoln Riley's fault? Look, yeah, I mean, the lack just, of develop. You have had Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now Caleb Williams. Every one of them has won a Heisman Trophy but Jalen Hurts, right? Right. Those mm -hmm. kids are all capable of winning national championships. Right. Jalen Hurts did at Alabama, and then he goes to that system, and all of a sudden they can't win a big game. And I'm not – I mean, besides Hurts, because I truly think Hurts was the most NFL-ready out of all of them, but they're really not even playing that well in the NFL. And it's just – you wonder how unprepared are these guys? Is Lincoln Riley beginning to become the guy to, to blame for the lack of winning and the lack of – production i should say maybe nfl readiness for some of his guys for some of his top tier talent because you can't give him the credit for jalen hurts jalen hurts developed under nick saban and then essentially played his grad year at oklahoma because Tua Tagovailoa, another guy who's might win an mvp one day took over like there's nothing he can do about that lincoln rally you do not get the credit for that because jalen hurts is playing at the same level at alabama that he played at oklahoma and yeah, look at him. He's the most NFL ready guy. He's killing it. Yeah. I mean, Baker's obviously doing pretty well in the NFL. He has his on yeah. and off stints, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but we don't know about, never... we don't know, we don't know about Kyler because uh, man uh, loves to play uh, Call of Duty more than he loves the game of football. Yeah, right. Dion would go crazy. But over what do you him. think? You think, you think Lincoln Riley deserves some blame here? Yeah. No, I think it is like you. Okay. So, like, when you are the head, okay, so look at a business, for example. You have yep. your CEO, and then you have your, you know, vice presidents, all that. Right. Like, yep. and then you have your employees and the lessers and lessers and lessers of the corporate, you know, cycle or, Absolutely. I guess, corporate tree. All your blame should go back to that freaking CEO because he, yes. he is the people, he is the person that's putting those 
giving those people those jobs and he should be taking the blame for it because it's not like it's been a one-time thing. It's been a consistent problem for him over the years. And yes. there's a reason why they're not the most yes. successful football team with all the talent and all the hype and all the attention that they get. And right. they, you know, they don't come out on top ever. Nope. Like th- th- this team hasn't even look at scratched what, the surface of winning. And look at what, Ven- okay. And look at what Venables has done with that Oklahoma team. That right. everyone on that team and that Lincoln, what Lincoln Riley had basically left all the recruits decommitted and he has turned in that. And you got to give him for first year, like Dylan Gabriel got hurt. Like there was really no team identity. Like Dude, kids. When, when does a first year guy, especially a first year head coach just come in and dominate college football? It yeah. doesn't happen. I mean, the only, the only guy that has done that is Sonny Dykes. Right. Exactly. And exactly. that was because literally like he you had just, ta- dude. that was just luck of the draw. You had the time hot there. at the right time is what yeah. I give it to. Yeah. You, like you it's got like really you, hot at the right, you know, time. it's like a loyal Chicago and March madness. You yeah. Just there get, you, go. you just get hot at the right time. Like, and I mean, and look at TCU now, like they lost all the talent. Like they had a lot of guys go to the draft and that was a really talented team, but look at them now. Like they're not a sustainable program and Oklahoma is, and they still can't get it. They they haven't been to a national champion. Lincoln Riley has never been to a national championship game. And dude, he's literally had Heisman quarterback of... after Heisman quarterback, number one overall draft pick after number one overall draft pick. Not even that. Let's keep going. Oh yeah, how many guys did you send to the NFL in running backs? How many guys did you send to the NFL in wide receivers? Offensive tackles. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Like, o- offensive exactly. linemen. Like. And Dude, I mean, just, like he's had the defensive players there too. It's not like yeah. they haven't had talent there. They just something's wrong, and something he's, needs, the, he's the blame. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And there's telling, talented kids you. on that USC team as well, right? So, like Corey Foreman might walk out of USC and go dominate somewhere. Dominate. Right. That kid was one of the highest recruited high school athletes of all time. Net, can't be isn't getting used there. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but there's one common theme here, and that is Lincoln Riley. And Riley. Look at Jim Knowles leave. I, I get it. He now is starting to you know redeem himself. He leaves though. He doesn't have the knowledge. His first year at Ohio State. This is a guy that you know. You go back to the whole thing. You're you're the one giving these guys the job. How are you giving? How is this guy attaining another defensive coordinator job after what he did at US or at Oklahoma? You're like, I thought he oh. coached at Oklahoma State. No, Knowles, I swore, was under Lincoln Riley. Let's uh let's see if uh I might see. be this might be the stupidest moment of my life. I swore <laughs> though. Jim Knowles coaching history. All right, you're oh seeing my gosh, it was Oklahoma State. I was gonna say because Oklahoma State, like I remember who but I get wow. what you're saying. Yeah, wow. bad take. Bad take, bad take. <laughs> take it back, take it back. But anyways, anyways, just hasn't had a history of great defensive coordinators. And once again, the, the guy he brings, let's just put let's just move it to this. Guy he brings the USC, he's done nothing different. Yeah. Why would that's literally kind of like it's insane thinking because the definition of insanity, right, is you know, expecting the same result out of some like trusting something is going to happen without or the definition of insanity is expecting the same a different outcome out of the same like product right like this thing is going to do something else even though it's proved time and time again that it's not yeah 
shout out to Ra- shout out to Robbie recovering on it. <laughs> but once again, this guy not only is not hiring the right people around him in de- defensively, well, he and, is not being the leader. And this this is a huge problem when it comes to people with success and you know that make the wrong decisions it's because they have a bunch of yes men around i'm like yes keep doing this right. yes. yes yes please please keep doing this somebody criticize him somebody yeah. tell him he's doing something wrong right and that someone that actually matters to him that he's actually going to take that to heart right to and him. the boosters like i mean they're not gonna all like if your team's like staying at the same level or getting worse like they're not going to support you yeah. whatsoever and Lincoln Riley will probably never be on the hot seat because he's a great offensive mind and is one of the best recruiters and puts talent like they he gets kids to the league and, you know, offensive players, you know, they're going to want that. So, right. But it doesn't matter. Like in terms of his college football success and what what legacy he wants to leave, he's not going to leave much because he doesn't do anything when it matters. No. And this is all circling back to just this game right here, 48 to 20 against Notre Dame. This is a big rivalry game. Not only did you get embarrassed, but here we are again. Like, you're not going to compete. You've just wasted another quarterback. Yes, the other ones got to the actual playoff. But once again, it was never a ball game, even once the, the ball was kicked off with 15 minutes on the first quarter clock. Never has they been in any sort of competition and you just did it again. You might have just wasted the entire career of one of the greatest college football quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. And you wonder, these USC loyal fans or these just Caleb Williams enthusiasts, why is USC dropping every week? I promise you the Associated Press knows just as much as we know, and it's just as blatantly obvious. You're they were literally blinded getting... by the fact that Lincoln Riley is this god coach. And that Caleb Williams is, I'm not saying, I do believe he's one of the best, but he's not having the year. He started declining. And the Associated Press saw it and just like, yeah, how are they going to recover? They're not. They're not. It's going to fall in its What are they going to win? And I mean, like, they didn't even play bad on the defensive side against Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't have much total yards, but they beat them on turnovers and special teams. You cannot expect your defense on a short, short leash. First of all, shortly, First, also but, just well, short possessions, man. Like, well, not just that. No like, time. You can't expect your defense to do anything when it hasn't done anything for you all season. Right, and then now you – now, oh, yeah, now you – And, and they sh- they showed up – I mean, yes, Notre Dame put 48 points on them, but that 48 points is a little bit of an outlier to really how yeah. good those guys played. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe Notre Dame – like, they weren't driving the field on USC. I think they had, like, like oh, one it- – sc- scoring again, drive you win the turnover battle dude you're gonna win every football game like 95 percent. yeah there's a, because there's a, there is like, really good defenses that can but that once again yeah, that's not usc that nope. is not usc nope. like yes i think notre dame was the better team and they came out with the victory like i thought that going into this matchup after they were favored for a reason yeah like but i just didn't think it'd end like that yeah I, like that that was that is so an, embarrassing dude four touchdowns four when you're supposed to be a top ten team, being Dude, in the you have the best freaking player in college football, man, <laughs> best player. All right, we'll get into who I think is the best college football player. Drake May, uh, UNC gets a uh, wow forty-one to thirty-one victory. Drake May, you know, plays his butt off, does everything Dude. right. They played so good, and he's got all his weapons back. Look at him, man. It's like it's scary. Like okay, Drake May. 
Yes, he's going to need a little bit of talent around him, but that's just because of how he plays and he takes a lot of risks and he loves throwing the ball down the field and into tight windows. Like he needs receivers to make those plays, but guess what? He puts the ball in a perfect position for a guy like Tez Walker. Like, and Drake, like, I mean, yes, he's not the most, he didn't play the most accurately, you know, and I think part of that is like how really good is North Carolina's offensive line? Of course they did run the ball like extremely well. (laughs) So, but I mean, Seriously, though, like this kid, I believe is should be the top quarterback going into, you know, watch the tape, man. And like he he can get it done like on big right. stages. Like, yeah, he, like you look at the, I mean, the South Car- Carolina game, obviously, you know, South Carolina is not the team that we thought they were going to be. But like that was a big, big spotlight game. And guess mm-hmm. what? He got it done. He got it done against Miami. And yes, you did catch Miami on a bad, bad terms, like with everything Just going don't... on there. Bad, bad, but like, <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, because Louisville probably not making it anymore, sadly, unless Florida State slips up, which who knows? Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But no, I mean, they got Georgia Tech, Campbell, Duke, which will Leonard be back? I don't know. Although Duke's defense is like seriously like so one good. of the top defenses in the country at this point. And then Clemson, Clemson and North Carolina State, which both those games are away. So they could definitely have a slip up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll 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 see what happens. I mean, I don't know, but like watching this team play all season, watch like I I I've been the biggest Drake May fan. Like, you know, I literally made a highlight video on Drake May winning Heisman, and he could. Like if oh, absolutely could. He's going, I think like genuinely, if he keeps playing at the level he's, he's in been. New York. Ever since he's gotten players coming back, and you know he had a he had a little bit of a rough start after the uh, South Carolina game, but he's coming back, man. He's got a really supportive run game too with Amari on Hampton. Like this offense is good, and the defense is like playing good. We said that. Good. We said that yeah. when they played. Uh, who was that? What was that game? It was, was that South the U.S. Yeah, it was South Carolina. <clears throat> We're like, okay, like this defense is really good. I mean, it helped when you know South Carolina has one of the worst offensive lines, and they get nine sacks, but. But I mean, we were like, you still got to perform, right? And they have, and they've continued to. And I mean, yes, Miami scored on them. Miami's got like one of, I think they got one of the best passing games. Even Van Dyke's threw two interceptions, and I still thought he played a really good game. Yeah, 31 for 48, 391, four touchdowns. Like, it's how much other quarterbacks are doing that at, you know, Miami. And I mean, the receiver, they're they're also a very good, uh, very good receiving core too and i mean they just had four turnovers and you know if you can generate turnovers and you can put together stops like you're gonna win games and that's what just north carolina is doing like i don't think their defense is elite but they're doing enough they got guys and they're making plays and that's it's all you can really ask ask for of a defense especially a team that might be just as talented if not a little bit more talented do you compared to your defense you ask them to step up and they did absolutely i Take back any I, I've kind of bashed Drake May on this show, and I'm not gonna lie to you, Drake. I uh I take full responsibility for being wrong. You, you've proved me wrong, and here's I think here's the coolest part you survived those long, hard weeks without your guys, but you stayed silent. First of all, that is I commend and it's that. not like he it's played so like commendable. the worst quarterback no, no, ever, but, but he just did just, not. He play. was the guy that's like, hey, you're going. So you're going right after Caleb. Like it's yeah. you and Caleb, best guys in the country. 
and we weren't seeing that, but they survived. They stayed unbeaten, and now he's got his guys, and it's like, wow, this this team's so scary. Yeah, this is, you want to talk about getting hot at the right time? This is it. Yeah, you got your guys, and not only did you get them back, and they're but you're look, all on the same page. And, yeah, and, and they're, they're all flowing. all getting better every single time they play. So, Tess Walker, dude, like, like imagine you this what, kid played all year. Like, there's serious consideration for if this team continues to perform the way they do, like. Do we talk about them being in the college football playoff? Yes, right. because they could beat Florida State, who's the ACC representative as of right now. And Florida State, I mean, hell of a game against Syracuse. Like, yeah. very good job. Like, that's that's something yes. I wanted. I think they, but they, if they want to be a top four team, they got to keep doing that every week. Mm-hmm. And that's what I expect from Florida State because I do really think they're a good football team. So. Oh. Watching Drake with the with these guys, man, just the way this offense looks, like I'm I here. cannot wait for them. I just and Jordan don't. Travis to go freaking back and forth, man. Yeah, and I mean, as long the only thing that concerns me is that they're like I think Duke could legitimately catch them. Like I think they'll give Drake May problems, and then I don't know how to feel about Clemson or NC State. I feel like Clemson's gonna quit by the end of the season because they just do not look like the team. They just. Like they gave Florida State, the same level. yeah, they gave it's Florida not State even playing field. They gave Florida State a run for their money, and then I mean they beat Syracuse, but then you struggle against Wake Forest, which they're not going to probably be a bowl team this year. And then now you got to go play at Miami, which Miami fans might show up for that game. Who knows? Maybe. And then you play NC State, and then which NC State's going to give you problems too. And like I think they're like. You're playing at NC State at Carter Finley. Like they, they for whatever reason love to just play their hearts out when they play there. And then you play Notre Dame, which Notre Dame, you know, we thought they might quit against USC, but they got a lot of life left on them still, even after that game. And they're going to want to punish Cade Klubnik and that team. And then you play Georgia Tech, which whatever. I think that like Miami game is a complete fluke. And then UNC and South Carolina, like this team might quit. Like they might be on quit watch. Dude, it's very true. It's so true. Like they should not be getting AP votes, dude. Like no, and they're yeah. only doing that because just like constant. Oh, we just we won two national titles, or yeah, we we've for been, national we, titles. We've been good for the last decade. Like no, congrats, Trevor you're not good, good, dude. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is good. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson is good. Was good. Yeah, like, like that's it. Like Dabo I mean, Sweeney. You want to talk yeah. about a guy who might be a fraud? Dabo. Yeah, he Dabo. might be a. He might be a product of the quarterback. Look at the receivers he had. T. Higgins is unbelievable in the NFL. Sammy, Wat- Sammy, Watkins. Sammy Watkins. And then you had Deshaun and you had Trevor Lawrence, who are generational quarterbacks. Like dealing- And Travis Etienne, too. Like, let's not forget about that yeah, kid let's, either. Please not. Let's yeah, exactly. And you got a lot of guys on defense, too. Like and then look at the the other kid um who had the potential to be great in the NFL, but was great in college. Uh uh, Justin Gosh. Ross. Oh, Justin Ross. Yeah. Like you had very, very elite level college football players. And then you get another five star. Don't even give me like, oh, we didn't get another good quarterback recruit. DJ was beyond highly recruited. And, and the he's playing. And, and look still at him at Oregon yeah. State. Like that is a and very Cade, good quarterback. Like I, I think Cade's wasted. still relatively good, even with like his statistical performances no, not being the greatest. It's the system. It's yeah. the system. Trevor Lawrence proves that he's not a system quarterback because he can beat out the system. Yeah. But All right. That's enough of my rant. Let's on the past. Uh, let's get into the AP top twenty-five. Uh so 
what is your initial thoughts looking at this poll? Where are you where are you where is it where is it grinding your gears? Right, let, me, let me just get this thing up. So here's where it grinds my gears. How I get it, okay. There's been they won 63 to nothing, whatever they haven't, you know, shown any sort of signs that they might be a fraud. How is Texas and Oregon below Penn State? That's my first one. How? If you can answer that question and make me somewhat believe it, props to you, man, because they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. Yeah. Second I of mean, all. I mean, you look at the scoring margins, yeah, but if you watch Penn State, like that Northwestern game, fluky. Illinois game, very fluky. Like it took Luke Altmaier throwing what? Four, four interceptions for yeah. you to put up. 30 yeah. points and but, you... but Oregon and Texas have literally like for maybe not Texas, they played but... down to the wire with two teams that are ranked above Penn State and they proved that like Dude. on a neutral site field, you know, and they're probably both gonna play each other again in their conference championship. Exactly. So everything goes according to their script. Like exactly they're gonna have a chance to prove themselves and they might beat them and it might really mess up the committee, but seriously, yeah. like and I get it. Penn state. Like I get the voters perspective because you and, but here's the thing. Like I get like, yeah, like I see the world where they like are like, yeah, we'll put Penn state above those teams. Cause they're undefeated and blah, blah, blah. And why not rank them lower? And then if they beat Ohio state, like it's not like, you're not projecting where they're going to be when you're, when you're doing your poll, you're projecting, no. you're like, projecting this is what, right now. Yeah. This is right now. Like you're projecting resume, power ratings, and, and like and, if you watch the games, which I feel like some of these AP voters don't, yeah, you should look at what they're producing on the field as well. And like Texas and Oregon have looked so much better than Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that's not week. an argument against Michigan for everyone that wants to, you know, come out and say, Oh, well, then Michigan should no, they've literally dominated every single opponent. They're they not had, even playing, they're playing red shirts, they're playing guys that should that literally don't play all the fourth quarter. That's the only reason why they're not putting up 70. If they wanted to. And they really said, "Hey, let's go get, let's go get freaking McCarthy uh, five hundred pass yards." Let's go get like, McCarthy the Heisman. Let's go get Roman the Belinkatoff and freaking Corm the Doak Walker Award. Oh, and get our Joe Moore Award offensive line the third title and this, that, and the other thing. They could if they really wanted to. But Corm said it today in a press conference. I would love to run for two hundred yards a game. I would love to carry the ball twenty times. All I care about is winning. So, therefore, if it makes me have to carry the ball 10 times, sure, whatever. It's all that team cares about, and they're still dominating. Right. Back and that's to what, what I was that's thinking. Also, okay, but that's also why like they, they're they such a good team because they all just want right. to win. It's, it's and all, they all want to do it. It's culture, yeah. man. It's yeah. freaking – it's legendary. It's sick. And Harbaugh just said that too. He's like, you, anybody would dream to have the culture that we have right now. But back to the Penn State – the whole Penn State argument. There is not – I don't see the hype. I see a good defense. I see an offensive line that is very has big holes. I see a running back that's playing actually pretty well. But I don't see this Drew Aller being something like unbelievable. I see a kid that's very immature, actually. He's making he looks kind of hesitant, I would say. He's had his moments, but I I'm very and listen, all of this right now could either come to fruition or it could literally be silenced like that when they play Ohio State. In the right. shoe. And that's and the, I'm looking forward to it. It's the battle of two quarterbacks that are being, you know, severely questioned, like by yes. everyone, yes. especially me. Like I think McCord's like 
if you watch Ohio State play every any game, like it's those receivers making plays. And he had one good drive in one game. And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm saying he's not to the level that you need to be if if you're Ohio State at this very moment. Like, like I'm sorry, to- I'm sorry you had to surpass you had to succeed Justin Fields and CJ Stroud. I'm sorry, but at the same time, that's what's expected now because they have been recruiting at that level for a long time. And you're yeah. just not meeting it, dude. And there's not been much that's changed inside that, you know, personnel room that would make you, you know, be some anomaly that, you know, has to take a longer time to develop. Right. I'm, and I mean, say you what have, you have better receivers than they've ever had. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, Fields, uh, Stroud, Haskins, like all those guys made made it work. And I mean, yes, there's NFL receivers on those teams. Don't yeah, get it twisted. I, I, but like, maybe I'll take those words back. But, but Marvin Harrison's better. They than They never like in terms of like how they've played in college. Like maybe like Garrett, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were both really good college players. I still don't. I think Marvin Harrison's just playing on another level compared he's, to any other receiver. Yeah, he's like a, he's he, got a different he, athletic genes than yeah well, i mean he's the was. son of a football hall of famer like yeah, one of the greatest go receivers for high four two man and he's six foot three and he's gonna jump out the gym and yeah like he's jacked just... like dude do you understand how jacked this guy like he's a freaking athletic specimen genetic yeah. specimen like we, this kid's insane you know, if what? his last name wasn't Harrison, I might think he's like one of Carl Malone's like lost kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but here's yeah. our point. Here's our point. This kid's unfreaking believable, and he's in terms of stats, not the best receiver in the country because of his quarterback. Yeah. Like, like CJ Stroud was feeding this man. Like you give were... Drake Main uh <laughs> Marvin Please. Harrison, like he's going for three thousand yards, dude. Dude. Really. I don't even want to picture that, especially as a Michigan fan. <laughs> I if do. that's in a Buckeye uniform, you can put them put them in the blue. Sweet, put yeah. them in that baby blue in Chapel Hill, man. Go beat, go go win, go win an ACC yeah. championship. Don't do it in the shoe. Don't do it in the freaking <laughs> scarlet red, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah but no like seriously like and i mean i don't know like i i do think mccord like i think he could like i watched that you know drive against Notre dame and i mean there's times where he does make like really good throws and i'm like really impressed like i watched that game versus maryland like he had some nice throws down the sideline i watched that game against purdue like he he has the flash but he just does not have the it's like kind of the opposite of Bo Nix. He doesn't have the consistency, yeah. but he has the flash. And Bo Nix has the consistency, but he's not no the greatest flash. when it comes to flash. Yeah. So a lot of people like to make the comparison to like, oh, Kyle McCord looks like kind of like they like to say that McCord and Aller right now look like what JJ did um, last year. And I would say I agree in some aspects, but the, the thing about McCord that he does not have that Aller and McCarthy do is there's no athleticism with McCord. Yeah, no, like he He's cannot. not escaping the like, rushes they, and dude, the level. When, okay, Devin Brown fumbled it one time, and, you know, players make mistakes, but, dude, that red zone offense looked phenomenal when Devin yes, Brown was in the game. Yes. And you know that Devin Brown can zip it, too. Like, I like when you're going – I mean, they're going to leave McCord as their starter for the rest <laughs> of the year. Like, that's fine. But is it kind of like the McNamara – Yes. In, in some ways, in a less dramatized way, it is because like, you have the. Will he be going in the next season? Like, is it going to be Devin Brown or is it going to be McCord? Which was no, the legitimate I, question coming into I, this season. I don't and, think so. I, and, I, <clears throat> but no, like I'm saying, like there was already talks about you know McCord or Brown. I I legitimately believe if Brown didn't get hurt during spring, 
and leading into the, the season. Yeah, he, he would the win job. the job because he would have more opportunity to prove himself and realize Just that like, like if Cade never won the Big Ten <clears throat> or didn't yeah. save the season in 2020 that because he saved Harwell's job. Harwell's like, hey, man, I got to pay you back. Yeah. Got to pay you back. Yeah. But other um, than that, so other than the Penn State um, being above Texas and Oregon, honestly, I don't have a problem with this. I think Utah's a little high. Um, but I do think that there's talent there. I think I don't think they deserve to be above Notre Dame after what Notre yeah. Dame has done. But other than that, I don't have much of a problem. I mean, you want if you want to walk, walk into the realm of others receiving votes, um, and the fact that Clemson's receiving votes is just Florida too. Like, what are we doing? Here? Yeah. Like, I this is my only comment I'll make about Florida. This this is the only comment that deserves to be made. Graham Mertz, congratulations, son. Yeah. You did it. You yeah, proved he's, yourself. He's going to be a day two, day three pick probably. You're good, and you're going to make one heck of a backup quarterback in the NFL. Maybe you get your shot, but you're going to make one heck of a backup quarterback. You're going to make a lot of money doing it, dude. You're going to make a lot of money doing it. Congratulations yeah. to you. You survived. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the like, I'm glad North Carolina is in the top ten above Bama. Like, so that's glad. some So glad. I think you can put Oregon State above Bama. Like, Bama did not look good against Arkansas. Like, they almost, they almost had the Michigan State. They almost had the – Colorado, they almost had the Colorado, Colorado or Boise State. Like they almost blew it. How about KJ Jefferson literally throwing a grown not man just, off? And of that's him. and that's literally like a zombie walking team. Like they are just not like they don't care that much. And they like they have KJ, they have some guys, but like majority this of that team, no talent, <clears throat> no talent. Like and they almost like. <laughs> They do this. They do this, and they do it every year. Like if you look at every single Alabama team, like I remember, like you bring up that Bo Nix game, like fourteen to seven against the Bo, like that team, and fourteen to seven against LSU. Like they just love to play around with their with competition. Like we say Georgia does it, but Alabama has pretty much always, always done it. That's so. where they got it from. That's where Georgia got it from. Man. Yeah, but when you're as mean, talented as those teams have been, you but Alabama, can. like they're playing Tennessee, and then they're playing LSU, and yes, you have both games at home, but like. Their only loss was that I wouldn't home. want to. I wouldn't want to play Jaden Daniels at home. I'm sorry. I, I I wouldn't let him come in there. Not after what he did last year. He's got yeah. your number, dude. Yeah, Brian Kelly's mean, got your number. That's not a good thing because Brian Kelly's. And I mean, they'll they'll finish out the season easy with Kentucky, who's not a good team. Chattanooga, which is an FCS team, and then Auburn, which Auburn, you know, they love to give a little. They love they love playing for the big game. Uh, we saw that with Georgia, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I other than that, like I you, I think everything else. Like I, I like I like Ole Miss at thirteen. If they if they could play consistent, they'd be a top ten team. But they just don't. Uh, Utah at fourteen. Like, yeah, I'm not entirely upset with this. Iowa will, is so weird that it's there, but like you can't not put them there. They're winning games, so man. Weird. Like you cannot hate. I'm glad Air Force is ranked because they Thank just goodness. like two lane deserves it too. Honestly, I thought Louisville was going to drop out of the top twenty five after no, that game. No, no, they're, they're six and one, man. It's a tough loss, but you can't discredit what dude. Done. And every other ACC team is like, yes, thank you, thank you for letting Pitt beat you because we don't have to worry about the Narduzzi special against us. So exactly, he gets yeah. a one pass, he gets one ticket. And I mean, you look at their games, though. Like, I mean, they play close with Cincinnati. They play close with uh, West Virginia. And, I mean, they have back-to-back games where they don't. But, like, we knew, like, something was coming. And, like, mm-hmm. you know. For sure. For sure. Uh, just 
whatever and i mean i don't know like you definitely they, they have an off week this week and then they're gonna prep for duke with Leonard maybe or maybe not coming back i don't know but uh glad two lanes ranked they they lost to an Ole Miss team barely by uh having a backup quarterback and then i think yeah ucla still deserves to be there ucla talk about they're a team hanging, that can't dude. yeah talk about a team that can't play consistently yeah. on a down-to-down basis no that's a freshman quarterback thing, though, man. Yeah, like, I mean, you're, you're it, a freshman just, quarterback in the best conference in football. Yeah, like I mean, tough. I mean, they're just—it's gonna be—it's a weird like gap year from having you know DTR being your quarterback for literally like a century, and then uh, having Dante Moore come in. And I mean, as long as he stays, man, he's—they'll he, be a good team. It will be. He's a good quarterback, and he's going to yeah. do big things wherever he you know takes his talents or not takes his talents, but wherever he decides to be home because you know there's always the question especially with that kid he committed and decommitted a lot he's he was like to you know make headlines for just throwing out crazy stuff oh i'm gonna go to state blah, blah, whatever so you there's that possibility with a, a guy like that nothing wrong with it though man if you're talented and you can go and win go do it yeah after a team in the top 25 most of the season so yeah and i mean shout out he, to you. he's been playing decent so okay uh, next uh, order of business. How concerned are we about Brock Bowers and in that injury? Of, in, in terms, terms of, of how is this going to affect? Yeah, in terms of Georgia, and not just that. Like, I mean, yes, we do care about the guy's health too. We're not, yeah, freaking, yeah. Like, we're not dickheads here. No, no, of course. So not. it's it's a four to six week injury oh. because of the surgery. So he'll probably not play against Van or sorry, not against Florida, not against Mizzou. Listen. Here's the here's where, here's where I'm just gonna go. The elephants in the room. Brock Bowers is out four to six weeks and he's having surgery. Okay. Brock Bowers is going to be the first tight end taken off. He's gonna become a Travis Kelsey like player in the NFL. This kid is unbelievable at the game of football. And I'm sorry, but he's got two suckers sitting on his fingers right now. And he what gets, does this guy have to prove? Well, Nothing. not just that, and he could get three, like. He yeah, can get three by can, sitting on the bench. They too. still can win, right? Right, yeah. And the paycheck is still going to come with his NIL and whatever. But this kid's thinking about, I know he is, especially because of the circumstances that he's in at Georgia, where he did, he has, he's won the rings and he's been the biggest player on the teams that have won the rings. Which brings me to the point that I don't think we see Brock Bowers the rest of the season. I think he's done. I don't think he comes back. And I think he sits this thing out and gets his self ready for the NFL because if he re-injures that thing, it's really going to tank it. We're going to see some Jake Butt type stuff. And I really don't want to see that for a kid like that. I want to see this kid play on Sundays. I want to see him dominate. So then to transition into, okay, so Brock Bowers is done, right? Let's say if that, that scenario happens, how does this look for Georgia? Well, if you were telling me, if you were asking me this question last year, I would have said, who cares? If you were asking me this question two years ago, who cares? But this is not the same team. We saw it. If Brock Bowers got hurt a week ago or two weeks ago or whenever they played Auburn, they literally lose against Auburn. Yeah. And the whole the whole playoff picture is ruined. That is it's the type of impact he has on this team. He's the type of impact that he has on Carson Beck as a passer. He's the guy he goes to to get in rhythm. And without that, yeah, Lad McConkey can play, but have you seen the laundry list of injuries that this team is going through? This team is one of the worst injury reports in college football. And that's not good because 
the depth is starting to dwindle on this team. There's a lot of young guys with a lot of potential, but to play on the stage of college football that they're going to have to play on and to, you know, uphold the expectation that Georgia has, I don't, I think this team is about to run into a wall. And yeah. And I mean, they, they these... play like these next four games, like they could get caught slipping and yeah. it might not be pretty like Florida say what you want about them for whatever reason. Like when they want to play at their highest level, like they look like a top 25 team. is rolling, dude. And they just, the sad thing is they don't do that all the time. Missouri, good football team. I don't know how they would play against them. I think Brady Cook, like he's starting to look like come back down to earth a little bit. 2022 version of them. You got Ole Miss and Tennessee. Like both those teams are going to be hungry and looking to sneak an upset too. Here's what this does though. This is the thing with Brock Bowers. You don't say they're unbeatable because no team is unbeatable. However, when you talk about Missouri, you know, maybe they can't beat them. Ole Miss and like there's just question marks, right? What this does is it gives a grain of hope to those teams. And you give teams hope, you, you, you say, hey, there's a chance. That's what sparks play that we haven't seen out of these guys maybe in a couple weeks because their seasons are over. That's what sparks upsets is that little grain of salt type hope that, oh my gosh, we could knock this team off. And who doesn't want to be the team that spoils this run? Like, if you're not playing for anything else, why not spoil the greatest, one of the best runs we've seen in a, in since Alabama in college football? Like, to be able to say, yeah, we're the reason why they didn't win the SEC championship. We're the reason why they didn't go to the playoff. We're the reason why they didn't 3 P. Even just to kill the winning streak. Yeah, and I mean, that's I an honor team, every coach wants to like, have. If Tennessee or Ole Miss beats them, like, and they go to the SEC championship potentially, like, you never know. Like, it's just it's a bunch of crazy scenarios. And I mean, like, the fact that a tight end affects like the success of your team by like a drastic margin, like, Man, like when, so when we're gonna, we're gonna go with uh, like if you look at the spread, like they're probably gonna get like two points knocked off every game. Like, no every tight game. end, no, yes. no other tight end. No. Not since probably like what Kyle Pitts or Michael in, in college football. No, yeah. yeah, like pros. Yeah, we're seeing this at the level of Gronkowski and Kelsey. Like that's that is that this this guy is the caliber of tight end. Yeah, category. He is in that category. So it'll be interesting to see. I obviously Georgia's got the talent. It's just how do they utilize mm-hmm. it? And mm-hmm. is it's really a big test for Carson Beck? Like, hey, your top guys out. You're gonna yeah, be. What do you call- do? Yeah. How do you get in rhythm? Because that that, oh. that is this guy. He needs to get into that flow. Like Brady, you know, I whenever think, he was out of his flow, it's let's dink and dunk to Edelman. Let's dink and dunk to Welker. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, McConkey love it. McConkey and loved it. Like, are guys that I genuinely believe, like, you know, they might they might be able to play in the pros. They might. Yeah, so. it's definitely. Yeah. And McConkey, honestly, actually kind of fits the prototype NFL receiver nowadays that's really succeeding that yeah you know, smaller so. oversized guy who's hard he's tough he's got hands yeah and he great played, route runner yeah he is a uh, Travis Hunter but with just a little bit less of everything okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right oh, no. uh next is Iowa going to win the Big Ten West <laughs> See, this, this pains me to stay because as a Michigan fan it's like I fully expect this to be an indie, right? And coming into this, it's like, what a way for JJ to go out and beat the guy who you know that was always he was getting compared to. He's Let's not gonna play. He's not gonna probably play Cade though. 
No, he's not. That's the problem. That's why I'm saying this is sad because they are going to make it. Because I was like, oh no, they're not going to make it. And then you can know that that whole conversation can happen because Cade, like, dude, he got hurt and he's not even going to play in this game. But they're still going to be in the game. Like, let Wisconsin play. Hey, man. Deacon Hill. See. Deacon Hill is the uh, like. I I heard he's a stat. Actually, pretty good. I yeah. I think he's going to be okay. He he's good for an Iowa quarterback in the terms of like the college football landscape. No, he's he's not. No, no. But... Look, that's what I'm saying. He's like Big Ten West quarterback. Great. Yeah, you're good. Like, and I I don't know. Iowa is just a uh, treat to watch every single time. I just I, you know I, I turn I, like I thought Wisconsin you know might be and I mean Mordecai goes down so like that definitely didn't help. But no. I mean like dude. Listen, he he threw for six for fourteen for thirty seven yards, listen, listen. and they still won the game. Hey, listen, they threw it to some receivers though. He so. did. Here's what I gotta say, man. I'm pretty sure Thank- Eric Hall went down though in this game. So probably I don't even pay attention. <laughs> I am so excited for the Big Ten to get rid of these gosh darn divisions, man. I wouldn't matter. This- it wouldn't matter next year because I mean the Ford Pack twelve teams that are joining are relatively well. Okay, two of them are relatively elite, but yeah, but. Yeah, okay, that would have added Northwest. <laughs> Just, I'm sick and tired of watching Northwestern Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota. Minnesota. Like, get these teams out of here, bro. The Big Ten Championship game literally is played in either the shoe or the freaking big house on November, in like the last weekend of November. That's when the Big Ten Championship is played. It's yeah. not played in Indy. I, I heard this, and uh, you know, we shouted out before the shout out to the Cover Three podcast. What would Fox do to have, you know, they're just the two East teams that are better than everyone like play again. Like, <laughs> dude, I wonder that it's, it's what brings a crazy narrative to the fact that like Michigan and Ohio state literally could play three times in a season now. That's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, we saw it for a long time with Georgia and Alabama, but it's like, I don't know if I like that. Now that it's like my team, it's like, and even just, I, I don't like the thought of that with any teams, but Seen especially team play three teams, three times. You're not going to be – it's most likely you're not going to beat them all three times either. Dude, no. It's just like that. the undefeated season is going to go away after next year. Like, you go 12-0 and with the brackets that you're going to have to go through, man. Yeah. You're unbelievable. Yeah. You're, you got an unbelievable squad. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to ask that question. Yeah, it's uh, a great question. Who is your under-the-radar team that oh, is maybe not playing as good as their record, but – This is such a good question. And I think I, I already I'm gonna let you go first. Cause yeah, because I just Arizona, like, okay. So ever since Noah Fafita has been the starting yeah. quarterback for mm-hmm. Arizona, mm-hmm. they've been like good. Like you look at the they play against Washington and Arizona and get them to the final drive of the like they. I mean, okay, you know how good is USC? I don't know, but they're still a top twenty-five caliber team. And you look at them in a power rating standpoint, like they're still a really good team. Yes, and then they go and freaking blow off the doors of Washington State, dude. Like beat them so bad. And I mean, so yes, bad. they're 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 not like Washington State. Like they're 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 not a fluky team, but like you don't know what you're gonna get on a week to week basis. You know, that's just kind of always been Washington State and how they've mm-hmm. been because of the style they play. And you know, Fafita, like if he's in that Washington State system with those receivers and that like you know offensive system, yes. Who holy like you're looking at like generational numbers, and he's still putting up. He didn't throw for a touchdown in this game, but 34, 43, 342 yards. Like that's elite, elite. 
And I mean, yes, like it, the receivers he has, like he doesn't have a Dorian Singer. Like they're no. not, they're not elite. And this poses my question going into the next thing. And I'll put the I'll put the uh, ticker up. What QBs might be looking to transfer? Cause so, yeah, this is this isn't even because I think if you're like if you're Alabama right now, you might be giving this guy a call. If you're uh, oh dude, I think I think everyone's just gonna give this guy a call because if Dylan, it's come I, okay. out of nowhere. USC, like if Malachi Nelson or Miller Moss isn't what you think, like you called, you ring the guys. I don't know. You, Lincoln Riley, to keep his job in, he has to get one of these five stars <laughs> to a net. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the crazy thing is, I'll go, I go and look at this kid's recruiting profile and I watch his huddle tape. I'm like, how did this guy only have offers? I'll read the, I'll read the uh, offers list out Utah Please. State, New Mexico. Idaho State, Hawaii, Fresno, Cal, and Arizona. I mean, there was other teams that had interest on here, like a teams like Miami, Maryland, now, Kansas State. You, the but... only, the only, the only realistic solution or realistic answer to that it's just is not. what happens to a lot of kids. Is maybe I'll throw this one out there too. Is grades, but besides that, he had a four point one seven GPA. Okay, so screw that. This is it. This is it right here. You're a late bloomer, right? Like you grow late, but you, you merge turn, late. You throw. You you start. You, you know, put turn on late. the high school tape. Where do you go to high school? Where do you go to high school? He went. It what was state in California. Life. That's that's it. You. It is so easy to get lost in the mix in that state. I yeah. get it. Everyone goes and looks there, but and they say, "Oh, we will find him," and they did. Arizona found him, and now he's getting his chance, right? And I mean, he was he still was a three-star. He was still a three-star recruit on twenty-four-seven with an eighty-seven grade. Like, right? It's not like he's yeah. trash. No, 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 no. But, dude, he's, imagine he played in the state of Michigan. And the problem, and the problem is, is that it's a size. I honestly think it was a size coming out of high school. That's it's it. his recruiting profile. Let me find it. Yeah, how big was he listed in high school? I think it was 5'10", 170. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even know he was that small. In high- yeah, dude, that's it right there. You were literally not big enough. But if you can play the damn game of football, you can play the damn game of football. Yeah, no. No, it's a you, brand thing, dude. You want to get your guys to the NFL. You want to you, you recruit a guy for dude. If he keeps playing days. like this for his next for he's, the rest of how how big is he right now? He's not know. six foot. Doesn't matter. How good neither, was, six neither, foot neither was Kyler. Neither, neither was Kyler. Neither was Bryce Young. Like, and he's. I'm not saying hey, bro, what is Bryce Young doing. What uh, we're talking NFL yeah. landscape now. Yeah. Not we're talking college. What is Kyler done? Saying, what, is that, what is Bryce Young done? I'm just saying uh, Kyler's been Johnny player. Kyler's been to the playoffs, and man, I mean Bryce man. Young. You're telling me that, like, I don't I'm think not saying he's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, okay, but you know, like Carolina, CJ like, Stroud's not playing with much, but much more. Who's he got? Tank Dell. Yeah, and Tank Dell's been hurt, but and their coaching, their coaching over there is so great, right? Their defense is so good. <laughs> CJ's good, bro. I mean, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's I'm big. Just, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, you can see over the line of scrimmage. Bryce Arms trying out there, man. Like, it's hard. It's Dude, hard. I, bro, also, I Frank, would suck. Like, Frank Wright, like, is also, I don't think he's a very good coach for Carolina no, either, but no. it's, 
Burnside will be okay. I'm just saying, like, it's it's tough. It's tough to be small and be great in this league. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely understand your point. Now, will he get there? Will Fafita get there? Probably. Hell yeah. He like, should. If he like it's not he like go, he's just he's gotta it, get out though. And not it's not even that he's playing like this consistently, too. It's not like just like a one game. Unless yeah. it's like a insanity run. Unless it is, but I don't what think. A reference. What a pull, man! It's such a great nostalgic. Oh, great pull! I dude. I I go back and watch it like every like, all the time, life. man. It's such a great just nostalgia run right there. Yeah, but uh, no, I I seriously think like Fafita's legit, and you don't freaking beat a team, Washington, forty-four to six, throwing three hundred right. yards. Do you agree though that to be that high? caliber NFL player and to be drafted and you know give yourself the best opportunity to not only succeed but to just get drafted at a high draft slot is to get out of Arizona and yeah, that, in my that's, opinion that's it's yes. thing. like if, if he thinks like he is the shit and he bet on yourself it, dude yeah bet on yourself leave there come to Michigan stay with Urban comes like, oh. dude <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Let's but like Michigan State quarterbacks in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, you don't get to be a part of this conversation. Anyways, they got Drew Stanton there. Come uh, on, yeah, they got yeah, Connor. Great Cole. backup. Where's that kid play? Okay. Anyways, in my opinion, this is why. This is why you got to get out of Arizona because the product that Zach Wilson has put out, the product that Trey Lance has put out, the product that. I mean, a low level. Even Carson, eh, I won't use Carson Wentz because that's a whole different scenario. Yeah, but I mean, those like, two guys right there, the most recent guys, they're coming out of very small schools, okay? right? And it's like if those guys would have went and played the caliber of teams that played played for the caliber, put of on teams display of, of their talents against those caliber of teams. I, I get what you're getting at. Yeah, it, like if they would have gone onto those teams, those schools, do we finally see what we're seeing in the NFL? I think so. And that's the question mark. You don't want to leave scouts because now it's so relevant in their brain. Right. But I mean, he's performed against good teams though. Like you can't he has performed it. against yeah, good yeah. teams, but so did Zach Wilson, not Trey Lance, but Zach Wilson performed against pretty good teams, good enough teams on big enough stages. He did not, not freaking the caliber, but think about this. Who is what, what defense has Fafita gone against that's been like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, no, I understand that perspective, but I'm saying like in terms of like he's got to go out there and go back out after that team yeah. scores. and like Right, right. Like, and here's the thing, though, that transferring also brings that I'm really trying to emulate and just get the point across about is when you go to Alabama, when you go to Georgia, even just any SEC schools that have produced big quarterbacks, now you have the expectation put on you. Like, okay, you're given this rule now. Like, this is what a Alabama quarterback has done in the past 10 years. This is what an LSU quarterback – like, when you have those expectations rising on you, and like, he doesn't have any pressure on him at Arizona, dude. Go out and ball. Like, go out and be the underdog and beat the big dog. Now when you are the big dog and all the expectations on you, that's when the pressure – that's when they need that. That's what NFL scouts want to see because when you step into a franchise, man, and you're like, okay, you're taking over for so-and-so. We need you to be the guy. We need you to win and have the expectation of winning. Can they can will they fold under it or will they succeed under it? That's what Fafita will get. That's what NFL scouts will want to see when he transfers yeah. to the big school. Yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, like Jane Delore is a good like relatively good quarterback. And I mean, he's just been outplaying them so far. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he should go to Utah. 
I think, dude, I think Fafita is going to transfer though. Like, I genuinely think we see the, we see a kid like this all the time in sports where he was under recruited, undersized. Now he's in the spotlight, and then he's like, "All right, let me take my talents. Let me go better myself. Betting on yourself." Taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> I'm taking my talents to South Beach, bro. But seriously, I mean, we like, might, we, we might see it all that. the time, <laughs> we <might>. yeah, right? <laughs> we see it all the time. Like this is this narrative always gets played out, and it's very successful, and so it's super exciting to think that Fafita is the next kid that's going to emerge out of the out of the woodworks and yeah. out of the just out of nowhere, right? I mean, he might go to SC, bro. He's from Anaheim, so. Dude, that would be so cool. Yeah, be so it cool. really would be. Uh, and, more and realistic. Who though. is your under the radar team? Yeah, so besides Arizona, how do I even attack this conversation? Because in my opinion, her, okay, so like national spotlight, who's not getting it, or is it someone's record that they haven't been they're playing yeah, better? Yeah, so. so my team might be, and this is going to sound like, and we've touched on it. So, like, if you're just listening to the engaging I'm podcast. Ta- I'm talking and, about in a national perspective. Like yeah, so then not. it's, I think, ever since the loss of Riley Leonard and the loss of um, just when they lost the Notre Dame, I don't think the rest of, I think Riley Leonard gets talked about enough. But Duke football as a whole, man, when have we ever been in the? When has this team ever been in the conversation, of, like of like elite football programs? And it's not like Riley Leonard's a great piece to it, but we're covering the fact that their defense is super good. ESPN's not covering it. Fox isn't covering it. Nobody's going out of their way on a broadcast to talk about it, but they deserve it. Yeah, Duke has really, really elite talent on their team. Like. There's guys on that team, on that defense specifically, that are going to play in the NFL and probably make a big impact on rosters. Yeah. Like, this is a good football team outside of Riley Leonard. Yes. Does Riley Leonard deserve credit? Oh, yeah. No, of course. He's you are the face. Best. He's still the most impactful player if he plays. Absolutely. But talk about everyone else now because they're still holding their own. Yeah. I they mean- hung with a Notre Dame team that just beat – the rails off a top 10 college football team on the big, on a huge stage. Yeah. I mean, NC this. States and NC state's not a bad team. Like, no. NC yeah. state, you can go down the ACC to be honest with you and talk about a couple other teams. Like let's just pull the list of the AC. I mean, like, yeah, you can't talk about Virginia, Virginia tech, but like does Syracuse get enough coverage. <laughs> I don't think so. Does Georgia tech like weirdly enough, like they're such a weird team, but. Yeah, and I mean these. Duke's Duke's got their two two of their three toughest toughest games remaining on their schedule coming this week and next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Florida at Florida State and at Louisville. Like, are they gonna win those games without Leonard if he doesn't come back? Probably not, but you never know, man. Like a de- a really good defense could take you a long way. Just look at freaking Utah. Yes, you're probably gonna lose a couple of games, but man, it's also gonna keep you in a lot of games that yeah. You know, if your defense and, doesn't play his ass off, you probably aren't in yeah. those games. And then I think the last team to put under that category of under the radar teams is Kansas State. Yeah. Four and two. Yeah, well, Will Howard just playing his absolute out of his And you mind. could say Oklahoma State too, man. They've been playing really good recently. Dude, shout out to Alan Bowman, dude. You were a fifth-string quarterback and you just did for 300 yards in a big freaking game. Got your team to win. Shout out to you, man. 
Shout out to Oklahoma State. Oh my God. Okay. Let's, let's, I, meant, let's, let's I told you. I told you I was going to talk about this earlier. I can't believe. Oh I yes. I, yes. Let this kid. Here's the mic, buddy. Seriously, what is what the fuck is the NCAA like? I don't mean to get vulgar here, but seriously, what is this fucking rule that is put into place with? James Madison not going to be able to make a bowl game because they play to a higher level of competition. Like you're penalizing a team from moving up and going to play at a higher level and in a higher standard and dominating. Yeah. And this team has 70 votes to be in the top 25. And right. Like, gonna put them there like because the college football the playoff committee should be considering this team. And yes, obviously they're not going to make the college football playoff, even if they had the opportunity to, because yeah. after what happened with Cincinnati, I don't think they'll ever put no, a group of no five team teams. A chance. I mean, in the 12 team. Yeah, they will, but not in this current format of the college football playoff. And, but th- besides the point, like seriously, like you're telling me you'd rather watch a six and six. Let me just think of a random team, like a six and six, like Wake Forest or like whoever, like a six and six Houston, like play over this no. James Madison team Please that no. deserves to be in a game like that. And, you know, make like get on big time streaming networks like an ESPN, like a Fox, like whatever like it's just a james madison team that's good but yeah. also that has such a loyal fan base bro this is a, such a great story about yeah. climbing up the competition and not only doing that but dominating it. you're telling me you want to see a team like colorado state or san jose state play over at james madison like no you don't no, you're not you're not gonna watch those bowl games but if and i mean like, you're probably not okay and the average college football fan like yeah they're probably not gonna watch james madison play against them yeah, anyway. If you are that fan and you were listening, please watch them play. They are so entertaining. Yeah. It's good, fun, good football. And, and the Sun Belt's a fun league. Like if you're gonna fun watch belt. yeah, if you're gonna watch a group of five te- like group of five league, watch the Mac and watch the fun belt. Like yep. two very watch good Toledo, leagues. Watch Daquan Finn just <laughs> watch Ohio, even though they just fucking played terrible against Northern Illinois. But you know that's just the story that's, of the Mac. That's the Mac. <laughs> Maction baby. All right, back to this uh, topic. Uh, what QB? What other QBs do you think might be looking to say to the uh, administration and the coaching staff? Like, yeah, I'm putting in my two weeks and going somewhere else. Caleb, or Caleb, <laughs> Klubnik, Dante Moore, Dante Moore for the reason that I think he's just a guy that in his recruiting process was kind of bouncing around. He went to Oregon, and then it was oh, I'm decommitting, and then all of a sudden he's. In UCLA, he even talked about going to Michigan State at one point. There was even rumors that he was, he was committed to Michigan, and then there was a whole recruiting crisis between him and Matt Weiss. But the point is, is that I don't, I don't think this kid has the loyalty, and that is a guy that's that stereotype, which I don't think is, you know, not a unfair thing to put on him. It's he's going to he might transfer if UCLA doesn't finish this thing out well and you know he's just doesn't feel like he's fitting in the system I think he goes and Klubnik is a kid I really think he's going to transfer and there's two reasons why one Clemson's a dumpster fire like dumpster fire who yeah, wants I mean, to it's come the where they're not going to bring... it's been the worst it's been in like what ten years so like... yes easily and two he now gets to watch a guy who he learned under in DJ Uyungle go to Oregon State and succeed. That right there is very eye-opening to a kid who has so much he's aspiration. From, he's from Texas. Like he exactly. It's, it's not exactly. like you know, 
play, it's not like the recruiters that were recruiting him all throughout his high school career don't remember him. And like they see the highs at Clemson and like they're seeing yes. what's happening with DJ too. So who knows? Who knows? Obviously, who knows where he goes? Like college football is going to be way different in the transfer portal. And I mean, there's going to be other guys leaving. I mean, dude, once the, once the book is closed and then, you know, there's zero seconds in the national championship clock of this year, of this year's season, it starts before it even starts before then. Technically, like, technically, but what I'm saying, what I'm yeah. getting to the is once that once this book is closed in the 2023 season, dude, this whole image, this whole dynamic of college football is going to be completely changed. Yeah, everything yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited. A for guy it. that I think, and I don't mean to cut you off, but a guy no. that I think that seriously should be considering the transfer is Caden Salter of Liberty. He's played very yes. well. He's played very well so far, averaging over 10 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. And yes, you look at the completion set percentage and you're like, uh, yeah, that's a little scary. But Liberty's he's six and all. He's, yeah, he's at playing Liberty. at Liberty. He's six and all. And like, yeah, maybe you don't want to leave Jamie Chadwell's system because we've seen a guy like Grayson McCall really succeed in there. And we're seeing another kid as well who's winning ball games with, I mean, yes, it's group of five, you know talent but still like he's winning the games that are in front of him and he's doing it in every sort of fashion right. and playing at a pretty that notion of betting on yourself man yeah same with fafita same situation honestly a little more reason to bet on yourself yeah. playing like, power five football, i mean when you see him if if he does if you see him transfer to a power five team and you're like oh who is this guy and then when he show hopefully shows out in front of you like it's right here don't don't be surprised AJ podcast here first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, not anyone of importance necessarily. Like, there's definitely right. going to be now. Like, is there going to be that name that just is like what? Like, the, there's could be absolutely the transfer portal. It's a it's a whole other season, man. It's like it's so fun watching it. It's so it's fun a, to cover. It's became NBA and NFL free agency, man. Right. Yeah. Um, a guy, another name I'll throw out there uh, is Alex Orgy. If Alex Orgy isn't in consideration or in the running for this Michigan job next year, then yeah, I see this kid uber duper talented. Yeah, he's gonna he, he's gonna do one of two things, man. He's gonna flip positions, or he's gonna be in the portal and wanting to you know take his talents somewhere and follow in the footsteps of Joe Milton. You know what? <laughs> now that I bring it up, if Penn State does not succeed. We looking at if they uh, lose to both Michigan and Ohio State. Are we looking at Drew Aller potentially? This is just all theoreticals. Like, I don't see it, but there is a world for it, and there's always a world for it. Do we see a guy like Drew Aller transfer and maybe go somewhere else? Possibly. If a job, if a big job is open, yes, I do. I really actually do because I don't think this Penn State team is recruiting at a high enough level to sustain the hype that they're getting so if they can't live up to the hype this year which would ultimately boost recruiting this is like 2021 for michigan right this is the year that you're like okay there's the hype you're sitting around the top you're sitting around the college football playoff conversation you're you know you're in the talks like that you could beat the two big dogs of the conference you don't do it you're not going to boost recruiting which ultimately doesn't let allow you to be sustainable and that's when guys start leaving the last guy is still in the big 10 and we talked about it off air, and we're going to bring it up right now. Devin Brown. I think this kid might be yeah, I, one of the most surefire transfers. And we, we even said something. We hinted at it a little bit earlier when we were talking about, you know, the red zone offense and, like, you know, uh, like uh, we think Ohio State would be better 
with him on the field being the starter. Yeah, that's definitely because McCord's not going to the NFL. Like, not this year. Oh, yeah, I forget. He's like a junior. <laughs> it's no, he's not. And Devin Brown actually has so much leverage because he has great highlights in the spring game, but also he just is like, he's unproved. And that is actually a good thing in terms of the transfer portal because right. you don't have, there's nothing bad to say. And what does he do in high school? Unbelievable things. Yeah. And like he, if you like, Devin Brown like showed some crazy arm in high school. Like it, that, yeah, dude, this kid flew up the rankings so fast, man. And then when he got to the Elite Eleven, he proved himself even more. Yeah, this is a kid that's got that. But he reminds me a little bit of like Quinn Ewers, like in terms of his style of play too. But yeah, and look how like successful Quinn Ewers when he left. Right, he, got his, they, he they, got his truck and he got his money. <laughs> and he said, Peace out, <laughs> Devin Brown, dude. Transfers. This kid is going to take an SEC job. Wouldn't it be crazy if the quarterbacks behind Stroud are better than the the guy that they put out there, and they're just performing? Like, wouldn't it be like I'm talking about? I'm talking about yeah, McCord starting, and then Brown and Ewers both lead, and they're both way more successful than McCord. Oh no, man! I think the problem with Ohio State is is that they actually don't always play the best guy in situations. Like, in my opinion, in my opinion, Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate deserve way more play time than they're actually yeah, getting. Yeah, no, Carnell Tate, like, watching him play against Purdue, I was like, oh. And then this Innes, kid's so yeah. good, and yeah. he's just not getting the reps he deserves. Like, he, he's, baby, he's baby Terry McLaurin out there when I watch him play. Dude, yeah, yeah. he really is. But <laughs> that's the thing that, like, I'm sorry, dude, you want to talk about, you want to win your guys over? Like, look at Harbaugh, dude. Harbaugh, when he put J.J. in – and said, "Hey, JJ, like, yes, Kate, you won the Big Ten championship. That's, that's you saved my career. Now you're, but JJ, you're better. Like that type of stuff, man. Allowing the freshman receivers to play, and look at how much those guys trust him because he's he literally can now look recruits in the eyes honestly and say, I, I don't care if you're a freshman or you're a senior. If you're the best player in your position, you're the best player in the field. You will play. And I don't think a lot of other schools can say that. Yeah. So." Ooh, <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you at? I love these guys. Toughness, toughness. Not tough. Uh, we love being. See it. We're gonna see we love, it. We love making uh little parodies of. Everyone. Hey, dude. They, dude. They, they just toss it up to us, man. We're just. We're just taking what the defense has given us. Dead center. All right. Uh, any other thoughts across the board? This has been a really long episode that I did not anticipate. Yeah, uh, to cover, man. yeah we, we had we're a lot getting of to that out. point of the season. Yeah. I mean, it, we're literally like middle through the season. Like it's week seven. And Transfer portal's relevant now. Yeah. Uh, the, the football playoffs relevant. So it's not like it's un- irrelevant content, man. Yeah. So, no, I got nothing else to say. I got nothing, so, man. All right. We covered a lot. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. Uh, props to you. Props to you. If you, you know, stopped midway through and on your commute to work and you came back or commute to school or whatever, like, we still appreciate you. All the love that we get and all the support that we get, we really appreciate. Make sure to follow the Engage A Twitter, Engage, or sorry, Engage A X. And then the Engage a TikTok, Engage a Instagram, and then also follow me and Robbie on our personal socials as well. Thank you for listening to the Engage a podcast and enjoy whatever you are doing, whether you're listening to this at three o'clock in the morning or 
12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Peace out.